welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Avram Dotson. Here are my co-hosts, Matthew Christopher O'Hara. That's me. How you doing? I'm all right, man. How are you? Well, missing some Monday night football, so not really too overly excited. Yeah, some stuff came up. You know? Yeah, so this podcast is still going to come out on Wednesday because that's how we operate. We're not going to break protocol just because Matt's got to come over here because his wife's got work stuff to do tomorrow, so he can't podcast on a Tuesday. Right? Is that it? Why we're here on a Monday? That's 100% correct, man. I wish my wife would be like, husband. You got a podcast on a Monday because I got stuff I got to do. I'd be like, wife, listen. That's just fine. I'll do that. That's fine. We'll just move it to Monday. <laughs> we'll just move it to Monday. I'll text Matt right now. <laughs> hey, hey, we got back on Monday. Wife said so. Okay. No big I get deal. that. Yep. So here we're on a Monday. So if something breaks on like Tuesday and we don't talk about it, well, because we're in the past. Yep. Days ago. I was younger than Matt. Wiser. So much handsomer. So much more beautiful. <laughs> Man, I do not age well. Mm. So a little bit of news and notes that we do know about real quick. Uh, Nathan Peterman got cut. Shocking. Yeah, yeah. Normally we talk about relevant players on this show, but every now and then you want to, you know. Sprinkle in the old draft day busts. Oh, they're talking about like putting some sprinkles on a turd to kind of make it look like it was something else than a oh, turd. Hi ho <laughs> <laughs> I just threw an interception <laughs> for the fifth time in this quarter. I mean, the best part is, I like, I came over and I just cracked open, you know, the internet, and and that was like the first thing that popped up. And I and I told you, I was like, wow, that was that's hilarious because literally just earlier today, I was reading a report that that the head coach came out and like backed him. I saw the same yeah. report. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, no. We have full faith in Nathan Peterman. He, he thought he was getting pat on the back. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's just getting pushed out the door. We have full faith that Nathan Peterman stinks. Adios. <laughs> Nathan, is this is this true? Yeah, they're just patting me on the back, man. This is good stuff. We're just walking down the hall. Hey, that's my quarterback's room. Got to keep on going. Thanks a lot, Matt Barkley, for sitting on your ass for two years and coming here and looking 100 times better than me. Don't let it hit you where the good Lord split you. Matt, do you think uh, this is a good buy low for Nathan Peterman in the Superflex League? Uh, no. Do you think Nathan Peterman will ever wear an NFL helmet on an actual Sunday regular season for a team again? No. Yeah, me either. The He's Bills in, with the absolute worst quarterback situation right now with their with their young guy going down. They cut him. It's... It's a pretty good sign that he's just not cut for the NFL. Well, folks, as uh, time goes on, you know, you know, we move on. And unfortunately for you and for us, this will be the last time you ever hear us mention the name Nathan Peterman again. Adios, sir. Yeah. Soon to be forgotten. Yes, it is. Even, can you see us three years from now going, he just threw five, uh, th- this guy threw five picks in a game. God, I haven't seen the court, but that bad said, what was that term's name What was name that guy's Buffalo? name? Penisman, <laughs> Peter, Peter Griffinman, uh, Tear, yeah, Griffin. You guys know who I'm talking about. He's terrible. We had a whole big spiel about him five years ago. Yeah. All right. Well, now that's for sure the last time we talk about him. For sure. Um, moving on. Cooper Cup, Moscow Cooper, Mule himself. My man, the Moscow Mule. Dudley Cooper. I know. Out for the year. Out. ACL. 
bummer, man. Not the old non-contact injury. It's pretty much always a lockdown as an ACL injury, and it was confirmed today. Yep. Hurts the Rams a little bit, but uh, might give you a little bit more room for Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett to show off their chops here. So, or a guy like Josh Reynolds, who seems to step up in his absence as well. So, so. we liked coming into it, but right now you're not messing with that three-headed dragon. Do you know what three-headed dragons are called? No, I can picture it, but I, I don't know what it's called. It's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. I was about to tell you, like, oh, I know, and now I can't. Is it like a triceratops? Um, no, that's something different, Rich. But isn't it like triceratops, though? <laughs> like, try something. <laughs> Not a trident. Right? I mean, that would make sense. It's three headed. What's, what's a trident? A trident is the thing that, um, the, like Osiris, yeah, not Osiris, Poseidon but, uh, held. Poseidon. Yeah, Osiris. Yeah. Well, who's Osiris? I'm getting my gods all mixed up. That's an He's Egyptian a god. god. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry. He carries around a pitchfork. Here, here in Kansas, we call them pitchforks. They call it a trident it's down a trident. there in Atlantis. Yep. You know, where'd that get you, Atlantis? Nowhere but the bottom. Bottom of the ocean. See you soon. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Could be. Well, we've only sco- explored like 5% of the entire ocean, so who it's knows down, what's going on in Atlantis? It's down there somewhere. Probably some cool football games, parties that we're missing on. Down there with um, probably the Achilles tendon that uh, Des Bryant blew out. Maybe oh, yeah. d- Might be down there as well. <laughs> For all the people that picked up Des Bryant, you missed out you missed that small window to sell. <laughs> what a bummer. Yeah, that hour-long window um, after he signed and then, then practiced. Don't worry. It's right now. It's like, uh, it's like Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. They're trading places with Brandon Marshall coming to town. Nice red zone threat. Big dude catches the ball, doesn't run too fast, but, yeah, hey. I mean. Traquan, Traquan had zero points this week. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of an odd situation. Um Obviously, he's just going to be in there as a big body in the red zone and kind of like a possession guy. Um, Brandon Marshall, that is. So. Okay. And other news and notes, it looks like Hugh Jackson's going to get hired down there in Cincinnati. Oh, I did not see that. Yep. He's getting hired by uh Doesn't surprise Vegas. me. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be the massage therapist. Oh. Yeah. So rub uh, Marvin Lewis's back. Well, he needs somebody now, now that now that he fires defensive coordinator. He's going to have a lot on his plate. Oh, yeah. He needs somebody coming and rub, rub his shoulders a little bit. Right. Come on, Hugh. Why don't you need that bald head right deep into my back? <laughs> Thanks, babe. Oh, man. Oh, man, you hurt my back. Oh, that was that was my barber's fault. <laughs> he lotioned up my head too much. I just greased right off your back. I'm sorry. Uh, All right. I hope he gets hit by a reindeer coming home from his grandma's house. Christmas Eve. Good Lord. So listen, dude, we finally made it. Uh, we're going to talk some 2019 free agents. Probably just spent the last six minutes being absolute idiots. I don't even know what we talked about, but, you know, time to get to it. We've waited, what, a month to talk about this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some 2019 impending free agents. Now, before we get into the players that we think are somewhat relevant or players you want to buy, we'll first talk about the teams that are actually, in our opinion, in needs of this position. So... I came away from this somewhat surprised, like how many teams are going to need a running back next year. It seemed like that's a that's an awfully long list. Yeah, yeah. I was so, I was like, oh, not, there's not going to be that many teams that need running backs, and for who's available, and with a weaker draft class, obviously some of this would be resolved in the draft. But you know, it's probably a couple teams here and there. But the, the free agent running back class isn't overly exciting. A couple guys I like, a guy I really like, a guy you really like that might be a good really buy low candidate. And then for the receivers, um, Matt, I'm going to admit, I didn't dig deep into receivers. But I got the list in front of me, and dude, me, my crystal balls are going to get us right through this. Perfect. Good. There's not there. I mean, as far as what I saw on the receiver list, it wasn't too. I saw the list. It's not too exciting. I'm not on the list. 
Never on a list. Mm, sorry, man. Mm. So let's start at the, uh, you know, unless you're in a super flex league, which this kind of go from that angle, quarterbacks. Teams that we think will need a quarterback in 2019, and then we'll go over the free agents in 2019, see who holds any value uh, that you might want to acquire, whether for your single quarterback league or, or super flex league. So I have down here, Matt, Giants, Miami, and Jacksonville. Okay. Not a whole lot of teams I really see really needing a quarterback. And even then, like Jacksonville, they they might stick with Blake Bortles, but they probably won't. I, I mean, I doubt they will. There's, I mean, I think there's a lot of um, – those are those are good teams. I think there's also a lot of questions surrounding, like, the Bucks. What what direction they're going to go with the new the new coaching staff, and then there's some teams obviously with some older quarterback situations, a la a New England or like a New Orleans. Yeah, but I expect those to be like taken care of via the draft. I mean, I would so, also, but I mean, I think that I think there's still team needs. To and I had Tampa Bay written down, but I crossed it off because I still think they keep Jameis Winston. I, I mean, I, I most likely they will. I think they probably will. Yeah, but. I think they attack via the draft. So even like teams like like Drew Brees, you know, teams that do it like Pittsburgh, who they actually just took Mason Rudolph. I think they, they since we're doing free agents, I just want to talk about teams i think could use free agents gotcha okay so well, you know miami gonna draft the guy clearly but they'll probably want to bring somebody in to be that mentor like a, you know like tyrod was for baker this year mm-hmm. um miami most likely you're probably gonna draft the guy um or they can sign one of these guys a free agency or and still they'll still need a mentor and then for jacksonville they're probably just gonna want somebody to play because even they do draft somebody. Yeah, they're, now, they're a little bit more ready to win. Yep. So that, if they do do that, though, that puts Blake Bortles into the free agency pool. Yeah, I mean, we you could almost even see a situation where Eli goes down to Jacksonville and, and displaces Bortles and Bortles is on the move somewhere else. Yeah, but, I mean, so you wouldn't be on either of these teams. We talk, I couldn't see Miami signing Bortles. I can't see the Giants signing Bortles. No, I think so I think about, Bortles would have to set up, you know, set himself back up if he if he does does become a free agent, kind of in a backup role and, and kind of work his way into something. Just where somewhere he has the best opportunity to play. Yeah, yep. Maybe like Denver, right. you know, and try and beat out Case Keenum, something yeah, along those something, lines, something like that. Um, so the the free agents we have down here, at least what I have on my list, is Tyrod Taylor, Teddy Bridgewater, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brock Osweiler, and most likely going to be Ryan Tannehill and Joe Flacco. Yeah, I mean those are all um, you a lot know, of quarterbacks. Obviously, obviously not a lot of teams. The, I was gonna say the last two are obviously speculative, but because they're not set to be free agents. But. Correct. So, but we all predict Joe Flack. You don't take a quarterback in the first round unless they don't feel like Lamar Jackson's ready. I mean, if you saw that guy throw some passes, you wouldn't think he's ready. So the most intriguing one here to me is I can see I can see easily see, see Tyrod as like one of those stopgap quarterbacks again. Same thing he did this year for the Giants, possibly if the Giants don't sign somebody like Teddy Bridgewater possibly um if they want to go that route and still not take the quarterback if they have a high pick this year like say they just don't like the class say haskins goes back justin herbert goes back and the quarterback class is just really weak and they decide hey we're not taking a quarterback this year so they sign a guy like teddy bridgewater or they sign a guy like joe flacco or even blake bortles if he becomes a free agent and then it's definitely the hottest spot of the free agents that you could hope where somebody would sign a guy like teddy bridgewater with the weapons they do have out there in evan ingram and sterling shepherd and odell beckham but besides that, Miami doesn't really excite me where they can go. Jacksonville would, but, again, it would have to be somebody like Teddy Bridgewater. Nobody else on this list is really going to overly excite me. Joe Flacco's not excited me no matter where he goes, and Tyron Taylor's not really going to overly excite me wherever he goes as well. 
No, no. I mean, none of those guys besides Teddy for me is like is going to move the needle really. So I mean, I think I think he's somebody that to keep an eye on. I I thought I had read somewhere that he might have added some option years or something onto his contract there in New Orleans as well. So part of the trade as after the trade, yeah, to kind of um to 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 make some money to you know spread some money yeah. on the cap. Um, so that's another one of those things where he, maybe they he, have a he wink, might wink. not even be. So maybe they have a wink-wink deal like, hey, Drew Brees is going to play like two more years. You can hold out here. You'll learn in the system, and you'll come in, bam, you'll be abracadabra with Mike Thomas, magician style. Right. That, that could be it. Okay. Yep. So, so so what you're trying to tell me is the free agent class is going to be the cream of the crop is going to be Joe Flacco. It could be, yep. Or Blake Bortles. Yeah. Two guys we don't even know who's available. Instead, both those guys are hit back um, – Take him back. Do you think Fitzpatrick has any excitement? Does Brock Osweiler excite you at all? Not Does at all. Tyrod Taylor excite you at all? I mean, not maybe I mean, in Jacksonville. I was gonna say, like, in the right in the right system, he he'd be can, okay in the Giants. Actually, probably he can be okay, but he's he's still not an accurate quarterback. No, and he holds on to the ball too long. He he, from a fantasy standpoint, can as long as he's good enough to keep the job, he can function because he he can get you some points with his legs and stuff like that as well. So I mean, he's not like completely off the radar, especially in in superflex and in, in in formats where where you get bonus points for rushing, court, uh, you know, touchdowns or anything like that. From a quarterback. All right. How about we, since we, Thanksgiving's around the corner? How about we get to the good stuff? The okay. turkey, the stuffing, the dressing, the mashed potatoes, all that good stuff, Matt. Let's start with some running backs. Now, the running back obviously is a really good position to find. That does change team to hold values. Guys that were maybe behind somebody that couldn't get ahead, uh, that had talent, or just a team need with opportunity. Because when it comes to running backs, it really just comes down to, for the most part, if you're getting opportunity and you're getting carries, you have fantasy value. That's just a big thing here. So mm-hmm. on a list of teams that I have that we kind of talked about that need running backs, we have the Miami Dolphins, possibly, with Kenyon Drake there. Um, then bringing Frank Gore, still want to get Frank Gore's carries, tells me that for, they still don't love Drake, and they don't. They're not 100 percent confident in his ability. Here's the deal about Miami, and there's going to be a lot of speculation about them needing a lot of positions throughout this podcast. And probably a new coach. That's what I was going to say. I, I have a feeling that Adam Gase is going to be gone. This is going to be a clean the house type of thing. So, to to be honest, no one's safe. So, I mean, you say Kenyon Drake, you know, Adam Gase likes Kenyon Drake, but not even enough to keep him as the number one. He even brought in Frank Gore. So, I think I think Kenyon Drake's he's in a murky situation. He was drafted at least. Yeah, he was, but who knows if that person who drafted him is going to be there anymore. True. It could be a whole, it could be a whole, it could be a whole redo there. Do you want me to ask Chris the balls of Adam Gase is getting fired? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Sweet balls. Sweet, sweet crystal succulent balls. Will Adam Gase be the head coach of the Miami Dolphins next year? You bet your sweet cranberry ass it's not going to be happening. Ah, you had okay. me you had me fooled there almost for a second. Yeah, me too. These balls are getting sillier by the week. It's getting towards the end of the year. You know, things get real crazy out there. Sun goes down a lot earlier. It's, re- it's, a, weird, it's a weird world, Matt. So we had on here um, the running backs we were talking about, Miami, as far as I got, right? Right, yeah. Okay. Then I cut you off. You did cut me off. Yep. How rude of you. I'm very I, rude. Do I, have I ever cut you off on this podcast? No. Never. Never. <laughs> I am not rude like that. Uh, very considerate person. Buffalo, Bills, most likely going to need a running back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, LaShawn McCoy's getting up there. New York Jets, 
They signed Isaiah Crowell. They signed Crowell. Elijah McGuire is back and looking good. good. He's only 23, and he's on that rookie contract. But, I I mean, so so that one might not be. Murky. Murky. But they're going to have a whole new coaching staff as well. True. I haven't even asked the Crystal Balls for that. You don't that's, need to. They're, that's as clear as day. That's going right? to be a new one. Yep. Um, Baltimore. Baltimore, definitely, because they're a lot of their guys are free agents. Correct. Houston. Houston, we've been calling for that for years. Yep. Colts. Definitely. I mean, very unsettled situation. Right. Marlon, Marlon Mack is looking pretty good lately. He, he seems to Showing be. Showing me in my face. He, yeah, no doubt. He seems to be very injury prone, though, which is, which is a little bit of an issue. Okay. Raiders. For sure. Everyone on their team is like 100 years old. Eagles. Yeah. I mean, Ajayi, I believe, is a free agent. And, and all these guys have proven this year is that none of them can hold up for the job. And the Bucks. We know that the Bucks need a wide or a running back. Well, the new head coach is probably going to know. <laughs> okay. He needs a new head running back because he's probably getting fired too. What, the new guy? Dirk Cotter. Oh, Dirk Cotter. Yeah, I thought, Cutter. You meant the, I thought you meant the new guy is going to get fired. Oh, he'll probably get fired he too. He probably will. Yep. I mean, everybody eventually gets fired. Eventually. Every NFL Not too coach. many people like just like Bruce Aarons is like, deuce. You know, not many people get to do that. Most people are like, hey. You gotta go. You're hired to be fired. If they, you're, if you're they get the Nathan coach. Peterman treatment. Listen, buddy, you've been doing no, we, such a good job. We love the coach. He's doing great. He's doing fantastic. Now get the hell out. Hey, Bengals, you hiring? <laughs> um, so let's talk about some fits here. All right. So obviously, the, some free agents here to talk about. We have Le'Veon Bell, Latavius Murray, who I I kind of have this feeling Latavius is going to be signing with Minnesota. Kind of like the same contract he has now, like right around like. Four million, five million. I mean, I think he knows what he is at this point. I think even when he signed there in Minnesota, you know what I mean. Like it was, it's one of those things where it was the best he could do. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the he, writing was on the wall. He knows this he, is the best you could do. Yeah, he knows that he's not like a starting caliber guy. He's kind of like a fill-in, um, a good fill-in, but yeah. he's a fill-in. Yeah, fill-in for sure. He'll be uh, twenty-eight next year. Le'Veon will be 27 next year. Marshawn Lynch is going to probably retire. He's going to be like 34. He'll be 33. 33, okay. Uh, Mark Ingram will be 29. 28, okay, 29. He'll be 29 next right. year. These are ages next year. Bilal Powell will be 30. Yes, he will. Corey Grant will be 27. LeGarrette Blunt will be 32 and unemployed. Spencer <laughs> Ware will be 27. Jaquiz Rogers will be 29. TJ Yeldon will be 25. Doug Martin, Matt. Doug Martin will be 30. And unemployed. That seemed to be very. That seemed to creep up Doug Martin, but uh, he came into the league old, right? He was one of those guys that was like twenty four when he came. He's in. a muscle hamster. Yeah, I don't know. He's been around for a long time. I, I feel like he was like when he came in though. He was like twenty four, so he's he's been around like six seven years. Have fun in the XFL, Doug. Uh, Mike Davis will be twenty six. I can't even say that because a lot of teams need running back. Tevin Coleman, twenty six. Probably one of the cream of the crop free agents here we're going to talk about. Probably. Ty Montgomery, 26. Alex Collins, 25. Malcolm Brown, 26. Jay Jai, 26. Jalen Richard, 25. And then Rod Smith, who I don't have his age in front of me. Okay. He's, Do you have his age? No, I don't. He's going to be probably 25. That's probably a good guess. Yeah. You want the low average of all these young guys? No, I just, that's what I feel like his age is going to be. All right, so Le'Veon Bell, obviously the guy who just gave up $14 million for who knows why you give up $14 million. It's a terrible idea. Because who needs $14 million? I mean, honestly, I would throw it away also if it was presented to me. Okay, yeah, why not? Um, 
Where do you see Le'Veon? Rod Smith's going to be 27, by the way. Wow, you were way off. Way off. If you worked at a carnival where those guessing games are, like you'd be given, you'd be fired because you would be the guy who gets fired because you'd be really bad at your job. I'd, I'd be giving away tons of stuffed animals. How old are you? I don't know, 25? I'm 27. I'll take this unicorn. Yep. Okay, here you go, buddy. That's how it works. I get paid minimum wage here. Take all, <laughs> take all take, the unicorns take. you want. We can, we get them for half a penny, buddy. You want a rainbow also? <laughs> Just take a big fluffy rainbow. And get it out of here. What are you trying to What are you trying to say, man? Give me rainbows. <laughs> Give me unicorns. I'm saying you're a little you're a little girl. That's right, right? That's not right. That's not right. That's, That's stereotyping. Very much. Sorry. So. We digress. We're really off the rails over here today. <laughs> this is this is. Off it's quick. a Monday, dude. I don't podcast on Mondays. I know. All right. Le'Veon Bell, where do you want him? Le'Veon Bell, where do I want him? Where do you personally want him? I mean, I think he's going to end up in, down in Miami. You think he ends up in Miami, huh? Yeah, their new coaching staff's going to love him. Ooh, they are going to love him. They have a lot of money? Beats me. I think he ends up in Houston. I could definitely see that. That's just a good team. They have some good. They, have, they actually have money to spend in the offseason. They can use a really good running back out there to offset with. I think he's going to fit what Deshaun Jackson does really well with the short, quick passes out there. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, have Kiki Kuti. I think Damaris will be on one year left on his contract. I think that's pretty much guaranteed for that whatever like whatever he's getting. I think it's guaranteed. Kiki Kuti? No, Damaris Thomas. Oh, Damaris Thomas, yes. Kiki Kuti is guaranteed. He's on a rookie contract. Yeah. So that's where I like to see him. I thought Colts would be a cool spot. I just don't see him going to the Colts. I see him going somewhere warm. Miami wouldn't be shocking. Uh, I don't. Th- I think it's for him. It's just literally going to come down to who's ever going to offer him the most money. And I, I think the Houston Texans, who have I think one of the top five in salary caps, will offer him the most money. He he's he's definitely going to be whoring himself out for the absolute most money. He he literally like we mentioned. I mean, I know we were kind of making fun of the fourteen millions that he left on the table, but it, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It, it's for real. The Colts also have a ton of cap cap room and a and a pretty big need there as well. Yeah, I think the Colts would be my. I know when he, when they first this all started, I put a tweet out saying, "Oh, Le'Veon's will look great in a Colts uniform next year too." So if they're willing to pay him, that's something Jim Irsay I can actually see doing. I can see I have it down here in my list. It says Le'Veon Colts or Houston. That's where I see him and then and then up. So it's not a bad fit as well. But if I had to pick one, I would pick Houston. But I definitely see the Colts and not even think about the. I read something about Irsay before talking about something along those lines about getting a really good running back. I can see the Colts pulling that off and just like outbidding everybody with Andrew Luck and Le'Veon Bell, just kind of really ease the tension out there. That'd be a good fit. I think next, another good running back on this list is Mark Ingram. I thought Mark Ingram would either, either one of these teams that he does, like Houston or the Colts didn't sign, I could see a good fit there. I would more like, to, you know, with the Colts, I could see it because he's a pass catcher. He can catch passes. He can catch passes. He's used to playing in a dome too. I, I would imagine he would he would like to stay in a dome if he could as well. But they do have Naheem Hines there, so they do want to go with like a more bruising back. I mean, he could play that role as well. That's where like I mean, if Le'Veon went there, it would just totally destroy Naheem Hines' value completely. Yes, it would. So yeah. say where would you? I think Mark Ingram would be like my offset of one of these two teams that where they where he would go when it comes talent wise. For for them want to make a splash at running back, I I can see Mark Ingram being the second guy off the board. I mean, I think he's definitely a, a, a one of the most talented guys that's going to be a free agent. Um, him I and Tevin Coleman. He's still a, yep. Him and Tevin Coleman, and obviously Le'Veon Bell. I think are the cream of the crop as far as talent. And I mean, 
I could see him going to also. I could also see him going to a team like Baltimore or something like that. I mean, if they if they can scrounge up the money for him, I think he does a lot of the things that they would like to be able to do, and they kind of haven't been able to. You know what? I could see Tevin Coleman getting paid more with a long term contract with than uh, Mark Ingram being twenty nine. I could see Mark. You know, I could see Yelt Coleman getting a three year contract, four year contract where. Ingram might end up with like a two-year contract, really. And maybe like a Baltimore might be a better fit somewhere along out there. Maybe even a team like Miami or you – know, John Gruden loves these older players, so he might go to Raiders, something along those lines. And maybe Tevin Coleman is that guy that we end up seeing in Houston sure. potentially. Yep. And that's where the free agent – you know, he he surplants Lamar Miller in the same kind of role that where Lamar Miller came into. And they, maybe they expect him to be the player that Lamar Miller never really was. And – um. With the way that the Raiders have been dumping salary, they they're actually from the site that I'm looking at. It looks like they're set up actually pretty well against the cap next year. Well, they need to sign everybody. Yeah, so everybody on this free agent list they need to sign <laughs> immediately. So Mark Ingram's the older one there, so I see them signing Mark Ingram. I could definitely see that because Gruden loves his vets. Now, some guys that you know, the Garrett Blunt, I don't see holding value. Corey Grant was had a nice couple plays out there, a couple snaps out there in Jacksonville where he actually looked pretty decent. Right. But I don't really don't see him being somebody that's gonna get signed and really make a difference. No, I think I think he's gonna he's gonna Corey Grant's gonna be one of those guys that's gonna have to wait around for either an injury I don't think he's gonna have to wait around for an injury per se, but to get on the field and get significant snaps, I think that's gonna have to happen. I think he'll get signed kinda of later in that like second to third wave of the free agents. But he's going to have to wait and make sure, you know, whoever he sits behind, if they get injured, then he might get a shot. I don't see LeGarrette Blunt being anything. I don't, I don't, I see Spencer Ware getting signed. I don't see him doing anything special anywhere. There's no, there's no intrigue from a dynasty perspective for me. He's somebody that I'm more than glad. He's somebody that's on your roster, like, oh, I got to make a cut. And you're like, I don't want to cut Spencer Ware. He's got opportunity. He's got some talent. So when he does get the opportunity, he'll shine. But I think. I've seen a, a thousand and five Spencer Wares in my life, and none of them have ever come out and be like, "Yeah, there he is." Let me let me ask you this: um, Eagles are up against the cap; they have not a lot of cash next year as far as cap space. They actually, they're projected to have negative, so they're going to have to make some cutdowns and stuff like that. Obviously, guys like Nick Foles, I think they'll probably have to get rid of because he's got a pretty bloated salary. But if a guy like Spencer Ware goes from the same system there in the Chiefs and ends up with a job there in Philadelphia on the cheap. Does that intrigue you at all? I'm intrigued by any running back here that we're going go to go that goes to Eagles. I am, but I have them written down because I have a little special couple guys here that I okay. want to talk about that are on the cheap. Now the guys that most teams aren't really going to look at that you can go out and get today that I like somebody that. Out of all these guys we're talking, that's, that's where I was kind of getting at. So, like, Spencer Ware, I don't overly see being pretty good. Jaquiz Rogers, 29, his skill set for what he does, we know no what, value. We know what Jaqu- <clears throat> Jaquiz Rogers is, and so does the rest of them. Yeah, he's well. a Jaquit Rogers. Um, Doug Martin, no thanks. Mike Davis, sorry, no thanks. Ty Montgomery intrigues me, but I'm not going to put him on one of these guys on this list where he's going to be the guy. Um, Alex Collins, I think, gets, can get a shot somewhere. I think he gets shot somewhere like Buffalo, you right. know what I mean? Right. To be kind of that running back. I think Alex Collins is what he is. A solid guy to have on your dynasty roster. When he gets to carry, something you can put in there is possibly a flex to start somewhere along those lines. But not somebody I think you're going to overly trust to win your championship. But holds value. Um, injury filler along those guys. He'll get paid. He'll get he'll get some carries somewhere. But, again, doesn't overly 
<clears throat> intrigue me when it comes to upside. JHI with that knee, I want nothing to do with him. I hope he signs somewhere so I can trade him before he gets hurt on that new team as well. So <clears throat> Jalen Richard, I do like. I like to see where he goes. I could somehow see, I don't know why there's no rationale to it, but with their with their cast space and everything, I, and the way he's in the system, I can see them keeping him in Oakland for some reason. He's comfortable there. They offer him a contract. They got money and something reasonable. You know, not like Duke Johnson's contract, but somewhere along those lines where they sign him. I could see that as well. So it leads me to three guys that I'm intrigued with where they end up. One of them is going to be your guy that intrigues you um, more so. It's not really necessarily my three, but we, for me, I have TJ Yeldon. Mm-hmm. I have Malcolm Brown. And you have Rod Smith. Rod Smith, yep. So if you take any of those guys, like you said, the Eagles are up against it. A, a person that wants to go potentially win a championship, maybe doesn't get a contract. I see TJ Yeldon kind of getting some looks, and maybe kind of just fall right outside that budget of Philly. And you mentioned Spencer Ware, but I'm way more – like again, if Spencer Ware went to the Eagles, I'm like, okay, it's a good spot for him. That gives him some good flex start ability. But I don't. I still won't see that like high upside, right? As a player, you put Malcolm Brown on the Eagles, you put a guy like Rod Smith on the Eagles, and I'm like, not the Jarek McKinnon effect, but I'm now really intrigued. Right. And now I'm seeing okay, not a guy who I could potentially put in my flex spot, but this guy might potentially be a. He might have a ceiling of like a high end running back too, possibly here. Malcolm Brown will start there. That's my guy, so I'll be selfish. He goes to the Eagles. This is somebody, you know, six foot, 225 pounds, is only going to be 26 years old next year. So he's primed there. Hasn't done much in L.A. Um, these last couple years, but this year, in his limited opportunities, he's looked really good. He's at 37 carries for 189 yards. He's averaging 5.1 yards per carry. You have Todd Gurley there who does everything. So you're not going to see the on the field a lot. I know – Last time he just played versus Saints, he had an 18-yard touchdown reception. He's something this year that when he's played, he's looked pretty good. Now, is that a factor of Sean McVay and the system and all the talent around him? And that's why Todd Gurley looks – we all know Todd Gurley's good. He's a really good right. running back. Hmm. But we saw Todd Gurley when he was with Jeff Fisher on a really bad team and bad coaching. He couldn't overcome that. You put a really good running back with a – with a really good team and a really good play caller and a team system, the coach being coached like Sean McVay. And that's what he is. He's Todd Gurley, the most number one overall fantasy pick in fantasy football. So is Malcolm Brown look good this year because of that? Or is it because of his talents? The, the, the things and plays I've seen him make, I'm like, wow, he looks really good. It's not, it's not like, Oh, there's a hole there. That's why I got that 18 yard run. He's actually made some nice moves. So for me on the Eagles, for a guy who, Shoney can catch the ball a little bit. Has the size to be that nice three-down back. He goes to the Eagles. I'm intrigued. He's somebody that I would put on the list of this year, kind of like that, that Trey Burton kind of category of where, hey, I can go out there and trade for this guy now, not give up an arm and a leg for him. And he just might fall himself into a nice situation, albeit maybe it's not even the Eagles. Maybe it's the Bucks, right? Well, the right, team that has right. a lot of offensive weapons, and that's what they need out there. Maybe it is Miami, where then he's just given that workload. He's somebody on my list that I want to go out there and try and buy in every league I'm in, see if I can get him for relatively cheap, because right now people know, some people might not even know he's a free agent. So they're just thinking, oh, he's stuck behind Todd Gurley. You'd be surprised how many people have no idea who's going to enter upcoming free agency. So you can offer them, uh, unless they have Todd Gurley, then you're going to be kind of right, lingered. Gonna, right, right. But if they don't, you th- hey, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you a 2019 third for Malcolm Brown. I, I see a lot of teams going, okay, 
Yeah, I'll take that. Third-round pick from Malcolm Brown, who's never going to play. I mean, I think that's a totally reasonable thing to expect um, is for people not to really know guys' free agent uh, status and stuff. I mean, that's kind of why we're doing this episode, to, to give everyone a heads up on, on that kind of thing. Am I on base, sir? No, I, I think a third-round round pick should get it done. It's not like... I, I mean, I, if I if I had a guy that was just like a backup and I knew he was just a backup and I didn't really pay attention to whether or not he was going to be a free agent and somebody offered me a third-round pick for him, I'd be like, yeah, here. Yeah, but that's why you need to listen to the greatest dynasty podcast in the United States of America. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, Rod Smith, not to change the subject, but I like him for some a lot of the same reasons. He does catch the ball nicely out of the backfield, and he's had very, very limited – opportunities but I, but he had limited opportunities at Ohio State exactly for, but from what I've always seen out of the guy he's a he's a good he's a tough runner he's a, he's a guy you can you know you can give it to in in between the tackles he's he's a big guy 6'3 235 pounds so I mean he can handle the workload and he can and he catches passes out of the backfield so he I mean, seems like a Baltimore guy to me he could definitely be a Baltimore you guy. Know what I mean that's mm-hmm. where he goes again a team that's probably not overly low. Well, we get rid of Flacco that helps. We're like overly low to a cap. Needs other positions as well, and they, where they feel the defense is good. I think Rod Smith is kind of running back that come in there again, not very expensive at all, which kind of fits their kind of repertoire of like these running backs they like to bring in here. Even getting Alex Collins off the other practice squad, uh, I like that move. Yeah, and, and, and it's not going to be flashy, and and you could you could get him most likely off a of waiver wire at this point. It's not like you have to go out there and spend a bunch on this guy. He's either on the waiver wire or you can get him dirt cheap. I mean, like fourth, fifth round pick, you know what I mean? Fifth round for Rod Smith. Yeah, so it, it's it's very uh, low risk on your side, and, and he's going to be an impending free agent, and I would think that he's probably looking for a better opportunity out there than sit behind, you know, Zeke and and get, you know, one, two carries every couple weeks, you know? Yeah, so these guys you go out there and you got in trade for now – and maybe these may they turn into nothing, right? But if, in, in 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 hindsight, if you drafted a guy in the third round and had a good opportunity at the running back position, and they fail now, you wouldn't call that like, oh, I'm totally wait, just totally whiffed on that pick. Right. You took a chance on the running back that you thought was going to have a good opportunity, and it missed. It happens a lot. But if you if you nail that for that third round pick, you could come back looking genius, and that could be the huge difference between your team taking a giant step forward. And just staying right where it is. It, it really is getting that running back that you just even flex out. Even if you get signed a guy like Malcolm Brown, Rod Smith, say they go to Baltimore and they find another good running back and they split carries. If he's even usable in that spot, in a flex spot, that's that's worth its weight. And like a guy said for a fifth round pick, no brainer. Malcolm right. Brown, you gave up a third, not terrible. TJ Yeldon's going to be a little bit more expensive. I expect TJ Yeldon to go somewhere and actually get a legit shot at a run, starting running back opportunity out there in the NFL. He's probably going to cost you a little bit more. He definitely is because I mean, most likely he was—he's still on the team that would drafted him. You know what I mean? And they probably gave up. They, they drafted him in the first round. You know, it was T.J. Yeldon. So um, there's probably some sentimental value and just draft capital that they've invested that they're not going to give him up for like a third round pick at this point. No, you have to come in. He's probably like a draft day move kind of trade for because you're probably going to give up a second form mm-hmm. but at that point you're going to want to wait and see where he signs and then he's going to sign somewhere and then you're not going to be able to get him for a second so it's a big risk but i think if you're looking for the clearest path of least resistance when it comes to getting fancy points i think tj yeldon i think he's in that next tier right after mark ingram levy bell and tevin coleman i think he's that fourth guy 
cost-wise, opportunity-wise. Definitely. But he is a youth. He's only going to be 25 next year entering free agency, so that's a really good young player you can get where you might have to pay a little bit more, but everything we just said again about all those other players that you for a good high upside, he fits that mold really well. What if you make that trade for TJ Yeldon now? And the owner's like, I want a second. And you're like, you know what? This 19 class isn't deep at running back. I need a running back for sure. I'm not going to win this next year. I'll, I already have, I'm going to have pick nine, pick 10 in this draft. I'll give up my second next year for TJ Yeldon. I'm going to take an opportunity here to risk it. I know he catches the ball really well, ball really well. He runs it okay, but he catches the ball really well. Where's, where's that going to fit? Where can I find him out there? Maybe, like we mentioned, a team um, earlier, like Miami, you know, that wanted him to catch the football. And then we use Kellen Balaj, who, well, he catches the ball well, too. Yeah, no, but he can end up in a spot like the Bucks or something like that with Jacquez Rogers going out and Ronald Jones is allergic to catching passes. So, um, Actually, that's a really good fit for him, actually. He might, the be, Bucks. He might be a good spot, a good yeah. landing spot for him there. I mean, if T.J. Yeldon signed with the Bucks, you don't think that's worth a 19-second? Like, if you know going into the year it's going to be Ronald Jones and T.J. Yeldon, you're going to it and thinking, hey, now he's going to get all the third-down opportunities and pass-catching downs out there in Tampa Bay on a really good offense that's going to open the field up a little bit more. But he's also going to have an opportunity to get some carries in between the tackles because Ronald Jones sucks. Right. Then you're like, yeah, I'm, I'll give you a 19-second for T.J. Yeldon come draft day. Little risk, little high reward. So, T.J. Yeldon, yes, get Malcolm Brown. Yes, get Rod Smith. Yes, get Tevin Coleman. Tevin, Definitely. Yeah. I think, I, I think, I think Tevin Coleman's probably a little bit well, more well-known as, as far as his free agent status. Do you think he's worth a late 19 first if you need a running back? We just do we just so this running back nineteen class is not going to be that great and deep. We just we have here one two three four five six seven eight nine teams that are going to need a running back after Le'Veon Bell. We think Tevin Coleman's going to be the second best running back available, which puts him in a position to be on either the maybe he's probably going to be priced out on the Eagles, but Indy or Houston. I mean, if Tevin Coleman ends up in Indy or in Houston, that's that's worth a mid-range to high-end first-round pick at that point. No, I, I definitely agree, yeah. Um, and and you have to take into consideration the depth of the position. So, I mean, if you need a guy um, and you're only giving up a second-round pick, the chances of you – first. Is he worth the first? Oh, is he worth the first? I mean, uh, he's easily worth a second. Yeah, Tevin yeah, Coleman yeah. a second. You have to give up more than that. I'm asking you, would you give up a first for – would you give up a late first? Say you have a championship caliber team – but you right now you have two running backs, right? You have just two running backs. That's it. You feel comfortable in the playoffs. But going next year, you need that running back. You have a late pick. And somebody comes up to you right now and they're like, Matt, Matt O'Hara, I will give you Tevin Coleman, who will most likely be awesome somewhere else. But all you have to do is give me your sweet, delicious first-round pick back. Your response. I need it in three seconds. One, two. Yeah, sure. If if it means a championship for sure, I mean you know not this year but next year. You know. What well, does it? Nothing for sure, Matt. Yeah, I know. This but, is life. But he's one of those guys that I think, given given a great opportunity, I think he could be a difference maker. He's obviously got the speed. It's always been you know either little offensive line issues or the fact that Devontae Freeman was chewing into his carries, or now it's Edo Smith chewing into his carries. He's in a he's a really explosive player, and and. I would love to see him get an opportunity, kind of a fresh start somewhere else. Yeah, and the Colts or the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. That'd be great. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. Um, 
moving on, let's talk about some wide receivers. Here's some teams that we have down as that could use some wide receiver help. The entire AFC East. The Patriots, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, even though they have some up-and-coming players there. One you like, uh, a little Robert Foster. A little Robert Foster, yeah. I mean, he had a nice little game. Zay Jones slowly getting better and Zay better. Zay Jones, week. my yeah. man. We do like Zay Jones, so I the upside for me is there. He's getting actually better every single week um, in the New York Jets. Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens, the Indianapolis Colts, the wherever they're going to play, Oakland Raiders, the Washington Redskins, Carolina Panthers. Even though they just drafted DJ Moore, Devin Funches is a free agent, and we can't guarantee ourselves on Curtis Samuel. Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, let's look at some free agents, shall we? Let's do it, man. Larry Fitz, probably going to retire. He's 36. I won't would, play anywhere besides uh, Arizona anyways. I would imagine that's a retiring situation, yep. Randall Cobb's going to be 29, and he's always hurt. He's going to sign somewhere. Somebody's going to pay him. He's going to get hurt again. I'm with you there. So I'm not overly excited about him. No. But he I'm, is a free agent. I'm a cop snob. No thanks. Dante Moncrief. Going to be 26. He's going to get some looks, but he's still going to be Dante Moncrief. He signed a one-year prove-it deal, and yeah. all he's proven is that the first three or four years in Indy were no fluke. No. Tavon Austin will be 28. What does he What does he do? Doesn't score fantasy points. I didn't even have him written down here. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So Golden Tate. Um, this is intriguing here. You know, he, he goes to Philly. His first game back in Philly didn't, you know, or uh, – the first game in Philly doesn't look too great, but again, you can't expect a lot when a guy changes teams and systems. Before that, this guy caught over 90 footballs for four years straight. Golden Tate, really good receiver, 31 years old. To me, he's like a Patriots guy. Older, a little cheaper, trying to go get a championship before he goes out. Take, you know, Not overly probably concerned about the money. Knows he's not going to get a big deal anywhere else. That's probably his best bet. I, I definitely think so. He, I mean, he was already talking about trying to, I think, stay as an Eagle, but with their cap situation, I'm not sure that's really in the in the books for him. Um, so, yeah, I could definitely see him going to the Patriots or somewhere like that. Okay. Ryan Grant, he'll be a free agent. Lost his huge check from Baltimore when he had that supposedly failed, failed physical, physical because Michael Crabtree got cut. Uh so he had to come in here and say, hey, you know what? I'm worth that big money. Gosh darn it. And what has he done so far in Indy, Matt? I don't know. Has he has he played? I feel like he's, <laughs> been, I feel like he's been a non-factor. Matt couldn't tell you what he's done besides be a turdferg. He is a turdferg. We said that to begin with. So John Brown, uh, he signed that one-year prove-it deal in Baltimore. He'll be 29 years old. We don't know how it's going to mesh with Lamar. I think if it was Joe Flacco was like there, I think they'd re-sign John Brown. But at that point, that Joe Flacco's going to be on his way out, most likely. I don't think they John, they uh, signed John Brown. Where would be a good fit for him? I'm just looking down the list here. Um, man. I see the Browns. I could see, I mean, I could see, I could see that. Um, they can use, you know, they have some good inside runners. And I know Antonio Callaway is really fast, but it's not really—he doesn't really go out and run go routes. He's not that kind of fast. He's more like the quick slant kind of fast. No, guy. I was also looking uh, at the Redskins uh, as a guy. I mean, that's kind of a different guy that they haven't had since they got rid of Deshaun yeah, Jackson. Got, they got Alex Smith there, man. That's not really. I mean, I think really I think Alex Smith actually has kind of, you know, last year he, he 
he meshed well with with Tariq Cohen. I mean, I think I mean not Tariq Cohen, uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, so I, th- I think I think he's beyond that. You know what I mean? I don't think Alex Smith is just a checkdown artist. I think he likes to go downfield a little bit more than he used to. So I, I think he could be a guy. Man, I am looking at this free agent list, and it is doo-doo butter, Matt. Yep. I mean, Geronimo Allison, really intriguing out there in Green Bay. Restricted free agent. At but, 25, but he's a restricted free agent. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, – he's going to get tagged. Right. Uh, same thing with, like, Rashard Higgins, restricted free restricted agent. Restricted free agent. He's most likely not going anywhere. Even a guy like Robbie Anderson, restricted free agent, not going anywhere. Um, David Moore for Seattle, only 24 years old. Free right. agent, yeah, and 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 he's, um, you know, he's obviously coming along, kind of out of. He kind of came out of nowhere this, the, you know, these past few weeks, and, and has done decent. So. He has those two touchdown drops that he dropped. And I only need two points, and all he had to do is catch one of those touchdowns. I would have won a game, but he didn't. He dropped two touchdowns in the end zone. Thanks, Baby Moore. I hope nobody signs you. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm really petty. Rotten hell and die of gonorrhea. Pretty much what I just summed it up there, or man. die of gonorrhea and rotten I mean, is there anybody that you have, like, written down that really, like, jumps off the mat? No, man, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, overly impressed by the free agent crowd. Josh Gordon is going to be a big name in free agency where he goes. Adam, he- Adam Humphreys might not be a bad one to keep an eye out because um, I think he produces when given the opportunity. I just think he has a lot of. He has a lot of bigger, more talented guys around him, but I think Adam Humphreys is a guy that if in the right situation, if he gets into a system that relies on a lot of quick passes, he, he could be a guy that, that flourishes for fantasy. Like for the Colts? Like he's one of those signs guys that gets into the Colts. Um, that might be a good fit. J- Josh Gordon, I think he's going to go anywhere, whoever pays him the most. Dude I mean, needs money. The dude needs money right. there. He's a restricted free agent too also, right? Uh, I don't think he – is he restricted? Because I thought the Browns – He's got a, such a confusing situation. I, I thought he was restricted, but he might be unrestricted. Yeah, because I thought the Browns gave him that credit so he wouldn't be a restricted free agent. Either way, he's going to be a free agent. Right. Um, Devin Funchess, 25 years old. He'll be next year. Probably going to leave Carolina. They're probably not going to pay him there. He's going to go somewhere. He's one of those – that's the thing with Devin Funches. He's going to get signed somewhere. He's going to get paid intriguing money. I'd probably sell at that point. I bet he goes to – I bet he ends up in a bad situation. Like he's that kind of receiver that, you know, he's young, gets paid. You're like, oh, you're thinking of big free agent signs for your team. You're like, we got Devin Funches. We're paying him $12 million a year. What's that all about? Former tight end. But he he's somebody that ends up in, like, Buffalo. Or he ends up somewhere in Miami. And you're just not like, I don't love it. Man. No, I I don't I I mean no I I'm with you I I'm making eh noises because I don't like his outlook anywhere you know other than the Carolina Panthers where they they like those kind of wide receivers and just like to kind of force it to him and and, and all that kind of stuff so he's got to be in the right situation for me. T.J. Jones will be 27. He will be a free agent. Kelvin Benjamin will be 28. He'll be a free agent. Mm-hmm. How much do you think he'll wave next year? Who? Kelvin Benjamin. Calvin Benjamin, 285. Yeah. Dude, he's coming in so lean to get that contract, and as soon as he gets that guaranteed money, he's just like, I'm buying so many turkeys for Thanksgiving. No, he's going to be 285. Okay. He's just going to hope for the best. Cole Beasley will be 30 and a free agent. Have fun with that, Chris. Uh, Chris Hogan will be 30. He'll be a free agent. Deuces. Yeah. See ya. Kevin White will be 27 and still has not caught a pass in the NFL. Poor Kevin. Yes, he has. Richard. Uh, aren't you so glad you took him with the third overall rookie pick? No, I'm not. No. no I, I didn't draft no. him, so I'm okay with it. Uh, and that's really Guy it. I mean, so much potential. 
Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of potential all over the place in the NFL. Jordan Matthews, 27. He'll be a free agent. Somewhat intriguing. Somewhat a little bit. I think this is another one of those guys that, that fell off the map due to like little injuries. He had like MCL issues, correct? And it seems like he's just never gotten back. Never got him out there. Chris Conley, only going to be 26. He'll be a free agent. Never excited. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he just, he's never jumped off the page. Nope, not at all. Corey Coleman, I'll be free agent, Matt. 25 years old. Deuces, Corey. Mm-hmm. Good luck on the unemployment line. And that's really, I mean, it's just not a really good. It's not, it's it's not intriguing to me. I, I mean, I think they're you know teams that are looking for for wide receiver help either addressed it last year and those guys are developing, or they're going to have to look to the draft next year because there's not there's just not much there for the free agents. I mean, unfortunately for teams like the Patriots and the Ravens, um, you know they're not they don't have stellar records of drafting these guys for whatever reason, and, and they almost need to supplement their wide receiver core with with free agents so they may be looking heavily at this kind of list but other than that man teams might be just better off going going the draft route okay let's talk about some teams that possibly need the tight end position mm-hmm. i can see the patriots move down from rob gronkowski after this year i can see rock gronk actually feel coming through and retiring after I this could year add, yeah i was gonna say um the buffalo bills the cincinnati Bengals, the jacksonville jaguars the denver broncos the oakland raiders the Green Bay Packers, possibly they feel like Jimmy Graham's not too old. You are too old, Jimmy Graham. Uh, the Lions, the Saints, and that's it. That's about it, yeah. yeah. So Jared Cook's going to be a free agent. Why we mentioned the Raiders may like a restructure a deal there and get him re-signed. Uh, I think it would be a good stop for him, mm-hmm. personally. Cause that's where he's having kind of like a nice little mini resurgence out there. Um, when it comes to free agents, you got a guy like Tyler Croft. Um, going to be a free agent. He's somewhat intriguing. But if anything, he's got passed by C.J. Uzoma in the same system, being out there for that long on a team that has needs, has kind of shown me that Tyler Croft will be. He's kind of just a guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyler Eifert will only be 28. He's going to be a free agent, former first-round pick out there out of Cincinnati. Do you think him and Cincinnati could work out another deal later this year where he comes back for a real cheap prove-it deal because he does love Cincinnati a lot? <sighs> I... They only paid him five point five million this year. I mean, I could see it, but they're gonna, think, like, they're, dude. You're hurt all the time. Screw they're this. gonna have to draft a guy too. You know what I mean? They're gonna have to draft multiple guys. Every like literally every single single one of their tight ends is a free agent. Eifert, um, Croft, and Uzoma. So I mean, they're gonna have to address the the position in the offseason. Yeah, and none of those guys re- I don't overly love. Jeff Hireman will be twenty six, but even on a team that needs a tight end. He hasn't really done anything out there. A guy who intrigues me on this list will be 25 next year. Former high pick, second-round pick. Injuries kind of really slowed him down, and the team kind of just kept seeing they want to keep investing in other players. And that would be Max Williams yep. for the Baltimore Ravens. You know, they bring in Mark Andrews. They draft Hayden Hurst in the first round, which immediately makes Mac, Max Williams an afterthought. There's no sign that he's going to, you know, He's no chance he's going to resign out there. A guy who's not really been terrible on the field, just be, he just hasn't had an opportunity to really go out there and grow due to mostly injury. To me, this is a guy that can go out there and be somebody nice free agent signing, where he's only 25 for a tight end, really starting to come into his own and hit that free agency market, market on a market that doesn't have really a lot of good players out there. He could be a really nice fit to somebody. 
if he goes to the Patriots and they let Gronk walk and they sign a guy like Max Williams, that intrigues me a little bit. I think Max Williams can go to a lot of these different teams, whether it be Jacksonville, the Bengals, the Broncos, the Packers, the Lions. I would like to see Max Williams on the Lions, the Saints. If Max Williams goes to the Saints, I'm getting blood flow. I can get I can get by with this. You know yeah, what I mean? No, absolutely. He's, he's, a, he's definitely an intriguing guy. He came out um, – I think he might have been our top-rated tight end that year, um, the year that he came out. If not, he was he was second. Um, and like you said, like the knee injury, obviously he he went off and had like an experimental surgery to fix that. That's how screwed up his knee was. Like probably one of those one of those uh, European ones where the, you know stem cells, stem cells, stem cells, all, cells. All, all sorts of good stuff. So I mean, he's come back this year and and and. Held, okay. held it together, you know. And, He's not hurt, which is a big step forward. Exactly. So, yes, I, I would like to see where he goes. I'll keep an eye on that. Another guy that um, has been a backup for, for years and years and years and just kind of never given a true opportunity is the uh, Demetrius Harris, the tight end from Kansas City Chiefs. You know, obviously when you got a guy like Kelsey in front of you, you're not going to get a great opportunity to start much. But he has vultured touchdowns here and there and some catches. And I think he's shown pretty well. And, and, you know, a lot of the times, you know, guys like that are just sitting out on the waiver wire because they've just been really just just sitting there, you know, rotting for years and years and years. And this is this is finally his opportunity. He's 27 years old. He's a big target, six foot seven. So. And those are prime years. This is, we, I mean, look at Delaney Walker. Doesn't right. even come to his own until he's 29, 30 years old. This is. You you can't overlook the age of the tight end. They they take up. We say it all the time. It's one of the longest positions to develop in the NFL. And when they get there, they have a couple a lot of prime years that are going from twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. Yep. A guy like Zach Ertz, who's twenty eight years old, is just in the prime of his career right now because they're not relying on over being overly fast. It's just getting a position down, all the nuances, the blocking, the assignments, and the routes, all of that. So to me, a guy like that, Demetrius Harris, somebody has a upside intrigues me yep me too um so i think those are my like there's there's not a lot of guys out here i could see really come out and really making me tingle right. at all, i guess i would say like i said if i'm investing for real cheap checking my waiver wires max williams checking my waiver wires trying to get him for free demetrius harris the guy i'm trying to get for free um besides that you have guys on here like jesse james he's he's got his opportunity on a team that knows how to utilize the tight end and just couldn't really get it done um had a couple of nice fantasy games but that was really uh about it but when you look at these guys a lot of these guys are just not that great true statement man you know jeff swain's getting an opportunity this year um he hasn't really run with that either no, not at all so i mean he's not exciting um i think seal ricky seals jones is like a He's restricted. Yeah, it's an ERFA, so that's um, exclusive rights or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so he'll yeah. he'll most likely be back out there. So, I mean, I think what we're looking at here, we're looking at guys like Max Williams, Demetrius mm-hmm. Harris. We're looking at Malcolm Brown, Rod Smith, uh, TJ Yeldon. These are guys that were, like, trying to go out there and gamble on a little bit. And you never know, they could turn into that Trey Burton. Right? Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. They could turn into um, a Robert Woods. Someone like those long yep. lines. And these are, I mean, even, you know, going back a few years, obviously Golden Tate wasn't really Golden Tate until he got onto the Lions. Yeah. So, I mean, he's terrible in Seattle. Exactly. Like, no, he was Robert Woods in Buffalo, just did, like nothing good yep. coming out of it. So, a couple of these guys, a, good, a little bit of change of scenery, 
will do a lot. Now, also got to remember they're free agents for a reason. You know, besides Le'Veon, and even like a guy like Mark Ingram, who's just been long for a long time, needs to get paid, and they have Alvin Kamara. They're free agents for a reason. Really good players usually don't leave their teams. So there's always a big caution tape in front of these guys. Those there, are guys I like. There definitely is. So uh, QBs, doo-doo. Tight ends, doo-doo. Running backs, good opportunity there. Receivers, a couple guys we like. Yep. Breaking it down for you yeah, on a yeah. Monday, Matt. Until then, we'll be back next uh, Wednesday, <laughs> which is like 18 days from now. Right before Thanksgiving, Matt, we'll have a podcast Ooh. come out. Look at us. And we'll do a little Christmas. We'll do a little Thanksgiving theme. It gives me a week and a half to think of a Thanksgiving theme podcast. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Go for the turkey yeah, three right. in a row. Right. Uh, in the meantime, I'm gonna go try and catch the end of this Monday night football game since you wouldn't let me watch it originally. Uh, if you want to talk dynasty in between, you know, if you want to know what I did in the past, it's live right now. Hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. The site's at Dynasty Nerds. Check out DynastyNerds.com. Make sure you join our Facebook group. We have three thousand people on there putting up polls, talking dynasty trades. It's just it's. Dude, it's a dynasty euphoria. I shouldn't even call it the Dynasty Nerds Facebook Facebook page. I should call it just Dynasty Euphoria. You're gonna walk in there and you're gonna feel so dirty. Oh my god. But so satisfied at the same time. Jeez. So much information. You don't even know what to do. It's just pouring all over your body. The words are just glistening all over your body. I feel dirty just for having listened to all this. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can buy a Dynasty Nerds t shirt. You could leave us a review on Apple iTunes. That'd be fantastic of you. Until then, it was great talking to you. Same time, same place, next week, Nathan Peterman. Adios.